This is Pam Electric Ghost, and this is our continuing series of um, song deconstruction. I am an electronic music artist, and I create songs using the hardware workflow. And I just uh, wrote a song a couple days ago called Gramps. Um, I thought I was finished with Dark Ghost, but you know, I keep on writing new songs. And Gramps kind of refers to the idea that like this older generation, kind of like an Archie Bunker, all in the family type of character that's, you know, he's like sexist, he's xenophobic, he's racist, and he, he doesn't like the other, if you know what the other is. The other kind of represents, you know, there are people who feel like all Americans is just nothing but, you know, people who are not different. They're, they're the same. It's kind of like the Archie Bunker mentality. Like you love America or leave it. And these other are agitators. They're outside agitators. They're you know they're bad people. Uh, they're liberal. They're Democrats. That's bad. Um, so the idea is Graham's character is, is is this person that really doesn't want to see a black or brown face in his neighborhood. He thinks that's the end of the world. He sees that minorities moving in. He wants to move out. So that, that's what the idea of this story is in the song. And I do electronic music and I just don't do dance beats. I do songs because um, I have a love of songwriting and I like to, in, you know, input Dylan-esque or Springsteen-like, you know, songwriting stories. And so the story in here is this person is kind of intolerant. And then Josephine's basically saying she's going to, you know, be going after him and she's going to be targeting him to reveal his lack of, um, you know, modern day, uh, you know, I guess just accommodation or empathy with, with the other. And so she's aiming at him and she's going to take him out in some way. And, and so this song basically goes through that and I use the Moog DFAM, which I love the drummer from another mother to create a really cool beat is a make noise, uh, Morphogene is being used to create a, to take a sample of my own material to be, to be the base structure of the song. And then I have my trusty Juno uh, Roland doing some guitar, which I've learned how to do a pretty good guitar on, on the Roland. And so all my guitar work is actually done through that Roland synth. And I also am using the math um, utility module to do some kind of sonic goodness that you know, we'll get into the secret sauce of it. but. I have a Euro rack, an Arturia 6U, which I have uh, actually going into a Arturia um, Mini Boot uh, 2S, or I mean a Micro Boot. And it's just the, the Micro Boot is a revelation. The new version is a very cool machine. I initially was just using it to route my Euro rack because you can use the VCA, the voltage controlled amplifier. And then I got a really cool. Um, device like if you get a Euro rack you kind of need a mixing module so I've got um, a Pittsburgh modular 2x4 um, mixing uh, module that allows me to take the VCA signals from a DFAM the VCA from my um, my um, my mother 32 and then also you know it able to take the, the output of, of the morphine and the output of the math module and then have them routed into the master input on the 2S and then have that then go as a mono signal into a uh, Roland uh, 
MX-1 mixer, which is a performance mixer, which I like to use live. But my other secret sauce is being able to take those mono signals from my microphone. I have a studio electronics microphone, it comes in mono. So the sensor are all mono, but how do you get them to stereo? Well, I take my MX-1 mixer, bring it in to a, you know, a quarter inch line. The quarter inch line brings it in as a mono signal, but then I have a left and right output to my Zoom R24 digital track recorder, which records a 24-bit audio, high-quality audio, uh, to WAV files. And I take that left and right output from the MX-1 and bring it into the left uh, channel one or two or three or four into a Zoom R24. And what that does is it takes that mono signal and turns it into a stereo signal. And so then when it gets to, uh, when I start to master it on the Zoom and I start to track it, I've got a stereo signal. I don't have to go into Pro Tools. I don't have to go into Ableton Live or FL Studio and take a mono signal and convert it to stereo. And what I find when you use an analog sense like the Moogs and Arturia uh, and the Make Noise stuff, that it doesn't degrade the signal, doesn't cause signal compression, doesn't ruin the mix. Because sometimes I've, I've worked with some people and when you use FL Studio or some other um, DAWs, uh, that when you go to render, you could have had a lot of effects and then you don't hear what you thought you had. Once you run it through its rendering, it seems to lose some of the signal. It seems to lose some of the, the, the sonic goodness gets pulled out through the compression algorithms. That doesn't happen when you use uh, a zoom, it's just gonna take it as it is. And so I'm able to take the signal as it is and also make it stereo without doing any kind of compression uh when that conversion happens it just gets because i take a mono and just bring it out uh i find that that's a very i i like it because i can freeform it i can do whatever i want and then later if i want to bring it into uh the canada world i can do it but a lot of times what i'll do is i'll, I'll use like studio techniques old schools like if okay if i want to take a section of a song to say a road 20 minute song and I find there's a hook at minute 13. I just go back and, uh, you know, bring it back into my tape, my digital tape machine and start from where I think the goodness is. So I'll go and, and take that, re-record it as a project on the Zoom, and then like, okay, like, like if I like minute 13, but I also want to put minute two at the end of that. So then you can just stop the recorder and then do a cut of you know minute 13 run it for four minutes and then take minute two run that for like a minute to get a part there and then you can do cut and pasting old school and you just you're listening to what you like and you're marking it and you're just doing it the old school way and you don't have to go on the computer you just do it all at your workstation by the sense and then if you wanted to go and overdub something you're right there and you can just go and and make your corrections right at the instruments and that's the way I like to record. Um, in the future, I want to get an MPX uh, so I could do some of it visually and just see how that handles the compression. I don't really need the samples as much. I, I kind of create my own stuff. But I kind of like the idea of being able to use the tool like that to move things around in you know, maybe an easier way. But um, I find that I can, I've been doing it this way. It's kind of like I used to use Tascam. It's the same idea. If you use the Tascam 4-tracker on a cassette, that's what you had to do or real real that's the technique you had to do. You have multiple recorders and you'd be moving things from here to there. Um, one thing today uh, I had just reviewed uh, on the net, uh, the new Moog Grandmother. 
And it's a kind of a revelation that Mo doesn't build a new synth like this. Because this synth is is not exactly a Model D, but it has the Model D oscillators. It only has two of them, but then it also has a third oscillator. It's not really being sold as a three oscillator synth, but I believe the LFO can act like an oscillator. And then it has um, like a mixing oscillator that allows you to do a sine wave, which is kind of old school because you don't see sine waves even on a Model D. It kind of goes back to, to the old modular synths back in the day. They had a sine wave on some of the old um, system, like 55s, uh, had, had, had a sine wave. And then when you go look at this thing, the grandmother it had, and then it had the, the spring reverb, which is really old school. And it's got some old school, they've actually taken some of the, the VCA and some of the envelope um, capabilities are from, from the older modular gear. And it, it has a look that's kind of weird. It has a look more like the Radio Shack version of the Moog. Um, but I still when you look at it, it looks like a 1970 machine, which kind of is cool. And it, it's a pretty, it's small, but it's hefty. It looks hefty. Uh, it looks like it has a really good sound. They didn't really get into it in the demos as much as I'd like. But, you know, if you're looking at all the Moog clones, they actually have Moog create a new machine that has the character. And that character is worth a lot. And I, I mean, I still want a Profit X because there's things I want to do from a workstation point of view. But in an analog workload, like I tell they have my Eurorack, I have my DFAM, I have my Mother 32. I wanted to get a Subharmonicon. <clears throat> this machine looks like a really good way for Moog to introduce a Eurorack-based control. The one thing I would like Moog to do, though, is I think they should make, make an enclosure system um, that's a little bit better than the three-tiered rack. To, to 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 actually like load the mother 32 load the dfam and maybe the subharmonicon into not just like this three-tier device but actually a pure euro rack module kind of like the 6u like the arteria 6u or 3u it would be really cool if moog did that and it maybe even had an ability to make one that is um you know a stand-based control system to work with the with the grandmother since they're basically advertising that the grandmother is part of that mother series, it would be good to actually, you know, do that. I mean, I know you could just get a doffer, you could get a 6U and just like set it up however you want, but if Mo could actually build that themselves to kind of be able to, you know, even introduce the frogger pedals into like a full system or even think about fully integrating that idea and maybe making a bigger grandmother with a larger keyboard, um, and then the full, kind of like a Waldorf kind of idea, uh, but even like maybe a bigger type of unit uh, that had that kind of ability to, to be like integrate, like the way the 6U system does with the 2S. Um, I think that would be a really cool idea. Because they basically have, it's the same thing. I mean, I think, I think a grandmother has a lot to do with the way a 2S is set up and it integrates, except it doesn't have that nice way of connecting the Eurorack modules or the mothers to it in a full system and i think that would be a very useful thing but back to the, the overall story of this song um it's going to be out there on spotify it's going to be on dark ghost i feel that it's a it's a pretty good track it moves some tracks off of dark ghost to kind of open this up for it and um i'm pretty happy with the way it came out it's like it's a very powerful song it uses that kind of splicing method that i used that i just talked about to construct it and um We'll talk to you later and uh, 
hope you hope you enjoy it it's part of the segment on this song <laughs> 